The intention of this podcast is not to ridicule or make fun of British persons or their accent. We just find it enjoyable to speak this way. Indeed. Hello and welcome to the fourth edition of Tea Time. I'm your host, Lord Peter Feathering Orthenstone. And I am Bartholomew, no last name. And today we have a special guest, Mr. Sean Connery, who's going to be talking with us today. Hello. Hello, laddies. It's good to be on the show. How are you today? I'm very fine. <laughs> I know you are, Mr. Connery. Oh. Ladies cannot resist me. <laughs> I've got the charms. <laughs> <laughs> Do you now? That's wonderful to hear, yes. Well, um, I actually have some good news for you viewers. Uh, the Tea Bringer and the Chimney Sweeper, both who had run off yesterday, were successfully captured by the Hounds and by some of my other servants, and have been brought back here, and they are both dutifully working for me once again. Did you discipline them? I've been brought my tea. I'm I would sorry? have disciplined them. They'd never run off on me again. Well, it's not very nice to talk about such things on the radio, you know, uh, the whole international rules against torture and such things. The Americans really frown down upon such America things. America always ruins things, don't they? Yes, they do. <laughs> um, Indeed. But <laughs> no matter which way I did it, they're working for me again, and uh, I'm quite happy about it. Yes. Let's see, we're going to start things off with a Monty Python quote of the day. Uh, Bartholomew, I believe you have this one. Yes. Um, here's a, it, it's, a, it's a very positive one. Uh, always look on the bright side of life. Ah, uh, yes. They actually made a song uh, off of that. Have you seen that, Mr. Connery? I believe I've heard that one. You uh, have? I think I have seen that one. Yes, it's a wonderful little ditty. Uh, probably not the most tasteful of songs because it's depicted with uh, Jesus on the cross whistling, always look on the bright side of life. Oh, yes. But nevertheless, a very upbeat and very happy song. Ah. Yes. Let's see, we're going to move on to a little news thing. <clears throat> Goodness. Um, I believe you have this one. I actually... Yes, I do. I do. I have it right here. While I was searching around on the internet... I came across the strangest thing. It is called the X-Pod, which, as you might have guessed, is an iPod accessory. The X-Pod is a concept. It is not in production yet. There we go. Had to think of the word. Uh, it is only a concept, and what it is, is it's a smart music player that learns its users' preferences, emotions, and activity and then it will select its music, what playlist to play, and so on, judging by how you're feeling and what you're doing. Say you're exercising, it will choose some nice, upbeat running songs for you to jog to. Or say your girlfriend... Kind of like hmm? the music from Rocky. Exactly. It would know that you're running or, you know, up the stairs or perhaps boxing someone at the time, and it would choose the right music. What type of music do you suppose it would play if you were on the hunt? Um, oh goodness, I don't remember the song, but I can hum it for you. It's the one, it goes, Do you know that, what's the name of that? 
Oh, uh, it rings a few bells, but I can't put my finger on it. Which bells? Bells? I don't know. <laughs> where, where are the bells? I can't see them. <laughs> the bells. Do not ask for whom the bells toll. It tolls for thee. It does toll for thee. But yes, I think that this is borderline creepy, uh, because, well, think of it. Your music player is smarter than you. It knows what music you want to play just by how you're feeling. You don't even have to think about it. Mm. What happens if your girlfriend breaks up with you and you're wearing your iPod at the time? It'd be just like in one of those horrible soap shows during the middle of the day and it'd start playing the cheesy, dramatic music. It would certainly yes. not be good. <laughs> yeah. No, it wouldn't. No. It would be even worse if your iPod began making fun of you. I know. Ooh. It's a really good idea, but I don't want my music to make fun of me or to take advantage of me in my time of need. Neither that could I. send people into deep depression. I know. A very scary thing once you uh, think about it. Yes. But then again, if you're just on the bus, you know, having a good day, I suppose, it would be nice to just have it automatically bring up a playlist for you. Yes. Okay, well, enough of that stuff. We're going to move on to our topic of the week, which would be uh, odd or otherwise unusual sports, um, you know, such as, like, Olympic sports. I was actually looking around, and I noticed that one of the Olympic sports in days of yore was tug of war have you ever played this like in your childish days Bartholomew? uh yeah yes of course and uh, uh our team always won the tug of war and the other little kiddies would uh fall in the mud and they would uh, have to go home and have their mummies wash them up i remember watching that from my estate those were some very good times how about you mr connery did you ever play tug of war indeed yes maybe on any movie sets uh with some scantily clad woman? Yes, the Bond movies were always so much fun. We would have the we would have the Russian terrorist teams versus the British in counterintelligence. And of course, <laughs> you know, then Goldfinger came in and I'd have to shoot him. Oh, what happened whenever he touched the rope? I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> do you suppose the rope itself turned to gold or do you not think not King Midas for crying out loud? I don't know. You fought him, you saw He's him. Goldfinger, he just loves you... gold. The texture, the taste, the smell. He, he turned your woman friend into gold in the movie. I think you would know what would happen when he touched you. It something. was years ago. We're crying out. Tears. That is true. Yes, many, many years. Um, well, also, about the unusual sports, uh, first off, there was tug of war, which I think was ridiculous. Joey's good fun, though. But then also, while looking around, I noticed that, uh, Equestrian things are also done in the Olympics. Like, uh, this is the dressage event. Let me explain it a bit to you. Please. Uh, okay. The equestrian is the only Olympic sport where men and animal are established teammates and one of the few where men and women compete on equal terms. So Really? You know, there's a little bit. In other words, it's not about the people anymore. It's about the horses, really. Because the person's not the one prancing around. So why not have the horses on teams going around? Why do the people need to be there if it's really about the horses? Exactly. I, I really don't think that this should be a, a human Olympic sport. I think they're just for decoration. <laughs> just dress them up as have much as little tiny can jockeys riding around. around. Jockeys. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> well, um, 
Okay, the dressage event I thought was the most peculiar of them. It is, quote-unquote, often described as horses performing ballet. Hmm. How the do they get them to do that? <laughs> I don't know. What I want to know is if they have the horse wear a little tutu as it does it. <laughs> that would be quite a sight. Wouldn't that be odd to see yes, if the horse goes around wearing a little tutu? All his little horse buddies laugh at him and point. And then all the girl horses, <laughs> they just like, what a loser. Whenever he goes back to the stable, everyone calls him a fag. <laughs> and then he feels bad, so he commits horsey suicide. <laughs> horsey suicide? What, does he break his own leg? Indeed. Possibly. We're going to have to take you out back, Wilbur. <laughs> no! <laughs> I, I, I assume that's what they would sound like if they were unhappy. I do believe so. No! Meh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, because they can't speak, so they just try and say no, but it would come out as a horrible whinny. Correct. <laughs> well, I have discovered some unusual sports. Hit me with it. <laughs> I'd rather not. No, not literally. I I'd be fired. Yes, you would. Yes. <laughs> That's why I said not literally. You come work for me, laddie. <laughs> Could be the new James Bond. Hmm, <laughs> what a chance. He'll shoot you. <laughs> oh, that's true. I'd, I'd rather not. All right, well, let's see. Um, Did you know that there was a British boomerang society? Not an Australian. No, no, no. British. British boomerang society. Um, that have something to... Really? Yes. L uh, w I guess they just threw boomerangs at each other, or... Was it like playing frisbee, except only one guy would throw it and the other guy would not catch it? Or what? They try to destroy targets. Targets? Maybe that's what they did. I'm not Perhaps. exactly sure. Uh, wouldn't you beat the target to try and get it to come back to you? Boomerangs never really do Isn't that. Isn't the whole point of boomerangs to get them to come back Boomerangs anyway? never really do that. At least not the ones that I've thrown in my lifetime. I know. It... Usually they go kind of straight or loop a bit into, usually into a patch you of throw woods. throw the boomerang, it goes up, comes back, and ends like 30 feet to your left and or right, depending on which hand you threw it with at the time. That much is true. How could it be to your left and right? I said left and or. Right, so that means and or or. I see. So that, that says that it could possibly land to... Both your left and right. I'm confused. What if it... Ah. I know how it could happen. A hunter could be nearby with a shotgun, probably. Uh, and he would think that it was skeet being thrown up for him to shoot. And he would blast it. And it would go into two pieces, landing both on your left and your right. Yes, you've done that before, haven't you, Lord Peter? Not to a boomerang. Not with a boomerang. I think someone was tossing their child up into the air and I mistook it for Skeet. <laughs> but that's another story for another day now, isn't it? Indeed. shot was Russians. Or <laughs> Alex Trebek. I had a brief hmm. stint on the American show Jeopardy. Yes. I never did really good, but... Oh, yes. I've heard of your capades on Jeopardy. Yes. Yes, in, in... Very interesting things. Mr. Connery, where are you currently? I'm at my home. Your home, really? Very good. <laughs> Why don't you describe it a bit to us? Well, it's large. It's made of stone. It, it's very castle-like. As a matter of fact, I think it is... Very castle-like. So, that implies that it is not a castle, but rather much like a castle? Yes. Do you have a fireplace? I... I don't believe I've ever seen a castle-like 
place before. Well, looks like a castle, but it's not. Interesting. I, now I do believe I shall come over. I would like to see that sometime. So it's a house in disguise? Of course. Everything has to be in disguise. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise you'll be discovered. Well, he's a secret agent, you see, so... Oh, yeah. yes, I can understand Once that. Once you're bond, you're always bond. Yes. <laughs> right. So, uh, do the ladies live by that creed as well? Once bond, always bond? Oh, yes. I suppose you got a bit of action uh, back in the day, eh? Back in the day, I'm still getting it. <laughs> right. Well, we're very glad to hear that yeah. for you. Mr. Connery. Have you ever partaken in synchronized swimming? I don't know. I don't believe he has the build for that. <laughs> I can swim. But can you? Yes, but I've never been synchronized swimming. Hmm. You've never, say, gone underwater and swam with another spy at the same time? That could be considered synchronized swimming. Ah... Uh. Then, mm. yes. Well, it begs the question, if one synchronized swimmer drowns, do the others drown as well? Not if they value their lives, they don't. Because <laughs> they get out of the water and the coach will be like, what was that? And if they haven't died, <laughs> Let's have a they head didn't count, die in the water, they'd certainly die then. <laughs> That's true. Uh, Those, one way or you another. guys messed up the entire performance. Slap, slap, Those slap. coaches have mean arms, you know. Yes, they do. They can reach quite a distance. Yes. Release the hounds. <laughs> Release the hounds! Uh, what, against the uh, the synchronized swimmers, I suppose? Yes. They'd be synchronized hounds, Ooh. then. <laughs> <laughs> all barking at the same time, all on the right step. Uh, that should be a sport. Synchronized hounds. A little doggy sergeant out front going left, right, left, right. Well, actually, I suppose it would be more like a woof, 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 woof type thing. <laughs> seeing as how they don't know English and all. Right. Or any language of human type. Yes. Right. Well, um, I don't know. Let's go on a little bit longer with this interview, then move on to something else. Uh, Mr. Connery, what would you say is your favorite sport. Tell us a little bit about that. We'll stick with sport. Then. Well, I've always had a thing for rugby. For rugby? Yeah. Really? That actually also used to be a uh, Olympic sport, now that I think you about it. You mean it's not anymore? No. It, quite a long time ago. Goodness, I don't remember when that was. Um, <laughs> I know. Right. It, uh, it, I, I really don't know why they took it out. I think it's a much better game than, uh, Say, football. You know, American football, not like the other type of football. Bloody boring. Yes. Yeah, oh God! Oh, I, if you want a boring sport, I can't understand why all of those moronic Americans just sit around and watch them when they could be watching something much more violent. Seeing as how that's what they seem to like anyway. Yes. yes. If you want a boring sport, the American baseball. Yes. It goes for nine innings. Oh. It's very, very Oof. stupid. I once went to a yes. baseball game. I didn't know when it had ended. I thought they were still going. But then again, <laughs> they were sitting behind a post. Maybe that's why it wasn't very exciting. You know, you should have used your fame to get a better spot. I'm sure it would have worked. But if you weren't too keen on being there in the first place, I can understand. I tried. I said, I'm Sean Connery. You can't stick me behind a post. But then they came up with some sort of excuse why they could, because they didn't want to be getting violent or something. 
<laughs> You're taking violent. Just because I'm Bond doesn't mean I'm violent. Did you have a gun on you? Maybe. <laughs> That's probably why they put you somewhere else. They didn't want you taking that out. I suppose since you're James Bond, you're allowed to keep it but on what you. Oh, and by the way, um, it seems that rugby has not been held at the Olympics since around 1924, so... Oh, really? Yes. Hmm, interesting. I... Yeah, it... Oh, and it looks like rugby is actually the precursor to football, like American football. Yes. Ah, that's why it was always uh, a better sport. Yes, I think that uh, the Americans decided to make things a little... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Worse, yes. As yes. always. <laughs> yes. Well, um, I actually had a spot of tea right before this podcast today. And, uh, Did you? It was actually some Earl Grey Supreme. Uh, Bartholomew, you had a bit with me, didn't you? Yeah, yes. Yes, uh, I thought it was actually wonderful. It was a little strong, but uh, overall a very good tea. I don't know. There was something about this. Though. Did it have a? I can't quite put my finger on it. It it was just a very strong tea. Like whenever I tasted it, it was as though a donkey kicked me in the face. So it was a horrible strong. Or too long. I don't know if it was a horrible strong or not. I think it was just a very strong tea. Was it a Sometimes bitter strong? Like I, I, it was not an unpleasant taste. Uh, All right. I. Yeah, I just felt. Perhaps your it was it was a little too strong Perhaps your cook left me. the tea bag in just a little bit too long. Yes, perhaps. Uh, what's the tea bringer's name? Margaret, right? Uh, no, that's our maid. Maid. What's the tea bringer's name? Tea bringer's name. Um, Lucy. Lucy. Yes, that's right. Uh, tell her that she needs to leave the tea bag in a little less next time because it was a little too strong if I'm having the Earl Grey. Everything else she's doing a fine job on. How many lumps of sugar? Give her an extra two pence this week. <laughs> How many lumps of sugar did you include? 106. 106? How about a little bit of tea yes. with your sugar? Yes, I don't like my tea unless the consistency has actually changed. No, I'm kidding. I usually have maybe two or three scoops. I like my sugar, though. Yes. Coffee is one thing I cannot stand, by the way. Oh, dear. Coffee is nasty stuff. You do need to put in so much sugar that you can't even taste it anymore. Oh, dear. At that point, why don't you just go to a place like Starbucks? They don't really even serve coffee. At that point, no. it's... I don't know what it is they serve. There's all these Italian words. Actually, I'm pretty sure it's nonsense, but it looks Italian. <laughs> And they charge you $20 for a five-ounce cup. It's a ridiculous place, true. Incredibly stupid. You'd want to go in there yes. and yes. beat everybody in there. Yes. I believe we're going to start wrapping things up. Uh, you can email us at britspit at gmail.com. That's B-R-I-T-S-P-I-T at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Our complaints line is grumbleberries at gmail.com. If you can't figure out how to spell it, you don't get to complain to us. <laughs> and if you send one to our regular email, we will delete it, because you are a moron. Quicker than you can say, pumpkin pie. Mmm, I like pumpkin pie. Yeah, you do, splendid. really. I think we should have some pumpkin pie later on tonight. It's a bit nippy out. Nipply out? Nipply? We should probably <laughs> get a... <laughs> Goodness... I can't speak right right now. Uh, we should probably get a little bit of pumpkin pie because it's a bit nippy out. Excuse me. Nippy. And uh, we'll probably 
dine-like kings? Sure. Right. Well, if you'd like to associate yourselves with us, you can go on to Frapper. Uh, actually, here, you take this one. Yes. Bartholomew. Um, I'm not so good about this one. All right. I don't know it. <laughs> you... I'm not with it, as the young folks say. <laughs> if, uh, if you enjoy listening to us, well, whether you do or not, you listen to us one way or another, <laughs> <laughs> you may visit our Frapper page at f r a p p r dot com slash tea time and add yourself to our growing fan base of listeners by setting in your uh, zip code and your name and possibly a shout out message and an additional photo if you do care to do so um and that way actually we can while see... checking oh go ahead oh all right that way we can see what you're listening from yes it's a wonderful little thing uh, shows us little push pins all over the globe. And actually, while checking a couple of days ago, I noticed that we are now international. Yes. Someone all the way in Burkina Faso, America, uh, apparently found out about us. America? And I thought that... A- what? Africa, you mean. What did I say? America. Did I Africa really? is a wonderful place. Ellen. Yes, it is. I've been on a couple of safaris there, and it's a wonderful, wonderful place. Lots Ellen of large Quartermain animals. from Africa, when I was in the League of large Extraordinary Large horned gentlemen. animals for you to shoot. Yes. Aha. Uh-huh. I also have plenty of mines for you to go in and find diamonds. It's very large. <laughs> what, like you could just walk into the mine and go grab a diamond? Or yes. Or do yeah. you think you'd have to pay a couple of the local townsfolk to go mine it for Foolish you? town folk. You don't need town folk. You need All right. But well, then what do I mean? Hands. And a pickaxe. Well, you're a bit more, uh... Experienced. Rough. A bit more hands-on than I am. You see, I don't have the pure base strength to rip rocks right out of the wall. That's why he has servants. <laughs> yes, exactly. Like Chauncey. <laughs> Chauncey, my tea... Or no, not my tea. My slipper bringer. Yes. I have someone that specific. I'm a lazy, lazy old man, don't you see? I can't be ripping things out of walls. I'm no. an old man, too. I still rip things yes. out of the wall and beat up little teenage punks who like <laughs> to throw eggs at my castle. But Chauncey is a teenage punk. Well, no, he's not so much a punk, but he is a teenage, and I don't know. He He's adorable, really. Sounds like a, a little boy I found on the streets named Chauncey. I took him in, and he brings me my slippers whenever I ask. Watch, watch. Yes. Chauncey, would you bring me my slippers, please? Yes, sir, right away. <laughs> Correct. Well, um, he's um, a great little boy. Our international viewer from Africa, we do appreciate you, Mr. Akuta. Shout out Mr. to you, Aku- Sean. And we apologize if we screwed up your last name. Yes, indeed. No offense meant. Right. Send in the well, pronunciation um, key for them. Yes, I, I really think that that would be nice if a little pronunciation key was included. Some of those first names are quite hard to pronounce. Like uh, Mr. Akuta's, actually. I have no idea how I'm supposed to pronounce that. We're sorry, by the way. That would be helpful. Okay. Yes, our closing statements. Um, Bartholomew? Well, let's see. Um, how did your happiness level close today? Happiness closed at about 10,800 points, which is a little lower than last week, but I'm still doing quite well overall. Uh, I've been bogged down with a bit of work here at the estate, mostly uh, money-related things. You know, we're... We're still doing fine, but uh, actually, pretty soon we'll have a donations page up, and if you'd like to give us money so that I so that my happiness 
closes higher each week, you're more than welcome to. We might even do special things for you the more you give us. Like yes. record a message for your answering machine or send you our firstborn or something like that. <laughs> or, a, or a signature <laughs> piece of tea. Is something... Yes, I think that one's probably a bit more appropriate, wouldn't you say? Yes. Yes. Um... But yes, also, you know, I'm still doing quite well, and uh, I had a bit of cheese earlier today, and things are going fine. No no new news, really. What kind you of know, cheese? It's good. Uh, I, you should know by now, I am mostly a cheddar person. Yes. I had a bit of Swiss earlier on in the week, but it's just not my thing. No, not my neither. It was a Wisconsin cheddar. Uh, I actually have found that American cheddars are probably the better ones, I'd hate to better say. Better cheddar. It rhymes. It sounds very funny. That did rhyme. I'm a poet. And you did not <laughs> even, know even know it. You didn't even know it. Two drums and a cymbal fall off a cliff. <laughs> yes. Can I plug the website? Yes, absolutely. All right. Plug away. <laughs> right. You may visit our website at www.ttime.cjb.net. Sorry. And uh, you may subscribe to our podcast and have others subscribe to it as well by going to our podcast page. And we've gotten it down to just two clicks, as long as you have iTunes. He's gotten he's very good with computers, Barthol. He's very tech-shabby. There's no way I could have done it. I'm not exactly as tech-shabby as your friend there, Lord Peter. Yes. Um, I, I don't know where he gets it. His mother I just have my can't even turn on a light switch. And his father... I don't know. Is your father good with electronics? My father? Yes. Because uh, I do remember seeing your mother whenever you first entered service to me, and she couldn't even figure out the light switch on the wall. Right. Uh, my father is... Well, he can operate the radio. <laughs> I'll say that. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to see that you are very technologically inclined. Uh, Mr. Connery, any closing statements? Don't do drugs, drink your milk, and don't beat your parents. Also, adults, don't hit kids these days. Seriously, they have guns. They're very dangerous little kids. (laughs) They'll shoot you. Uh, Well, it was wonderful having you on the show, Mr. Connery. We appreciate it. Yes. Yes, we did. And uh, hopefully next week we'll have another special guest. Otherwise, we won't, I suppose. Um, All right. That's it for tea time this week. Uh, we will see you next week. Shalom. Goodbye. Farewell. Ta-ta. And this is where we BS our way through the last part. What last part? So let's keep on speaking in our accents, and then we just keep on BSing through the music. Okay. Uh, yeah, we fought about 30 seconds. I've got an idea. What? I did a movie watch called Finding Forrester. It was really a thing to get my career back on track with the young folk. Get me what they call street cred, I believe. Yes. Uh, it, it coached on with an African-American lad. I don't really remember his name. But I think one of my favorite lines from that movie, it struck a chord with all young people. You're the man now, dog! You're the man now, dog. Well, that's our signing off line for today. You're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. And everyone can hit stop.